Is it that time again? I think it is. I think it's that time where we have another episode of the Game Time Guru podcast. My name is Shane Larson, host of the show. This is episode 158 of the podcast. Got to give a major shout out to 208 Printing, the presenting sponsor of the Game Time Guru podcast. If you guys have shirts that need to be made, you got hats, swag, whatever. If you're an entrepreneur and want to, you know, represent your brand and, and sell some merch. If you're, you know, hosting your own show and you want to be a walking billboard, um, you just got stuff you want to advertise on yourself or on other people. If, uh, heck, you're going on a family reunion and you need to have shirts made for the family, 208 Printing will get you taken care of. Make sure to go to madeby208.com. Link will be in the description. I also want to make sure you guys know, if I've got entrepreneurs out there, any business owners that are listening to this podcast, make sure to check out this thing called the One Funnel Away Challenge. The One Funnel Away Challenge is a 30-day program coaching course where you're going to learn how to build a sales funnel in 30 days. But not only that, you're going to learn the basics of marketing, offer creation, publishing, funnel building, and traffic all for only a hundred dollars. I'll put the link in the description. It is literally the best $100 you will ever spend. Check it out. It's called the one funnel away challenge. You don't want to miss it. Now guys, as we get into the interview today, I want you guys to remain patient because there were some technical difficulties that happen sometimes in the in the space that we're in. You know, there's a lot of like interviews via phone, via internet, whatever. Any remote interview is bound to have some technical difficulties. So there will be a couple of times, a couple of points within the podcast where you'll hear some some feedback on the microphone, especially when I'm talking. Um, get through that. Just kind of bear with me for a second. You'll hear it, and then it'll go away. Um, bear with me because you want to hear this story. Donovan is the perfect guest for this show. The reason I say that is because he has such a unique journey, such a skilled quarterback who you'll learn more about here in just a minute that took a different route. Not everyone's journey is the same. And that's something that I love about my show is that I'm providing a platform for these people to share their stories, you know, from going to a D one school to having to head back home. He'll tell you why he head back home into Louisiana and then going over to Texas Wesleyan to finish up, um, playing football and now doing his best to make an NFL roster. You know, it's, it's insane to see the journey that some people go on and the hard work that they put in. So you don't want to miss this. It's going to be an amazing episode of the game time guru. So what time is it? Game time. This is the game time guru podcast where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Excited to be here with you guys today for yet another interview. We're going to be interviewing an, an amazing guest. His name's Donovan Isom, a quarterback out of Texas Wesleyan, and he's got a, quite the journey to share with us today. And now we got to get to know you a little bit better here. Um, you're a big framed individual. When I was looking up your statistics and everything, Donovan, I was seeing, man, I mean, you're, you're a tall dude. 6'4", 250 is what they got you listed at. Now, playing the quarterback position is that something that you always wanted to play uh growing up is that the is that your position or did you ever think about maybe playing tight end or anything like that no nah, man I've always thought about playing quarterback uh I grew up uh watching you know guys like Michael Vick and um you know Cam Newton and guys like that and 
I, you know, I just always wanted to play. I mean, my uh, even even growing up in my family, like my uncles, my uncle played quarterback too, and they got in. Always, always wanted to play after him. So uh, it was really like, you know, for me, it was just uh, like that's just something I've always wanted to play, no matter how big I was or you know my physique or whatever. I mean, I, I feel like I can I can throw the ball really well, and and um, I can do things that other QBs can't do. So totally, man. So you said your uncle played, so it's it's in the bloodline there. Basically, there's there's a little bit of a you know it stems down from the family. It's a family matter. This quarterback position is. Talk to us about that a little bit. Talk to us about where your uncle played and uh, did you ever get to watch him play? Did you get to play with him? Did he train you a little bit at all? No, nah, I mean he never really like he showed me a little bit here and there, but he never really like you know he kind of like got away from the game. He got hurt in high school and then. Uh, and then, um, you know, he was supposed to go on the scholar. I think he was supposed to go to Arkansas Pine Bluff, but I don't think it ever panned out. But, uh, um, I mean, but obviously, I mean, for, like, the things that, you know, he showed me and the things that I've learned, you know, growing up and, uh, you know, going to Destran High School and, you know, and, like, just all the places I've been at, you know, I feel like I excelled, you know, over the years and everything. So, um, you know, it's just a blessing, like, to learn from, especially the people I'm learning from now. Uh, to see where my game is going from back, back then as a kid to now. Totally, man. Now, growing up, did you play multiple sports or did you stick to football only? Uh, I played basketball. I started a little bit my on varsity my freshman year at the at the five, and then um and then after my freshman year, I just decided to focus on football, and uh, I just really wanted to just probably. Sit. I probably should have took everything. Like, I, w- I wish I could have played everything else, but, you know, it is what it is. And then, uh, I mean, I, I really wanted to play football, though. Totally. I can understand that, and I can kind of relate to to that in a, in a certain realm because I was, you know, I, I was a football player and basketball player and a boxer, and then I kind of gave football aside and, and focused only on basketball. I kind of wish I would have stuck with all of them a little bit more. Um, I boxed and played basketball through high school and then into college just a little bit. So, I understand that though. Eventually, you got to kind of choose your your path. Talk to us about where you're from. Yeah. You know, you're in Louisiana. Um, you're from Louisiana, I should say, not too far outside of New Orleans. Talk to us about your upbringing, kind of like the the environment, the community from where you're from. I mean, well, I'm from uh, first of all, I'm from uh, Destran, Louisiana, in St. Charles Parish. Uh, you know, very small, um, very small town, and um, it's not. I wouldn't say small, small, but especially like where my grandparents are from, but. Uh, you know, it, that strand is a small town, you know, compared to like other like cities like in Texas. But uh, I mean, I, I'll say this, man, the, the community that I grew up in is is a very, you know, hardworking, determined, you know, community. Uh, even like across the river, like our rivals, like Homeville, um, Homeville, like that, that area is just everybody in that community is striving to be better in something. You know, it's a hardworking, I'll probably say blue collar community. We got the, the, uh, the, um, the, the the chemical plant in our community that you know a lot of people in our community work at and you know they're just hard very hardworking people and um you know I think our our, our values in life is really really grounding and it, keep, it keeps you grounded uh it makes you strive for like you know to be better in life and everything you know and and um I think the people I grew up around especially like the guys that that couldn't make it uh it really pushed me to to be where I'm at today I really I will say that um especially for the guys that, you know, like, like again, before, like, that couldn't make it to the position that I'm in. Um, I, I think about those guys and, uh, you know, because, man, football is everything in St. Charles Parish. Football is, like, a lot of things. And, 
you know what I mean? The, my Justin Jefferson, uh, Ed Reed went to my high school, and John Emery, that's at LSU, Ricky Jefferson, Jordan Jefferson. I, I can mean the list can go on, and uh, even the guys that you know that's getting jobs that's working right now, like Ray John Marbley and uh, Malcolm Darren's, but like guys like that. I mean, I know the, the names are not known, but like you know, they're they're doing something successful and contributing to society right now, and and uh, and you know, that, just, that says a lot about you know the community I came from, no matter like what everybody's doing, no matter it's the football, the high ups, or even like just doing something, they're contributing in some way. And, and that's the amazing part about it. Yeah, man, I, I'm a full believer in like, you know, the community, the way that you're brought up, just your the power in the surroundings. It sounds like you had like a solid surrounding, hardworking individuals. Obviously, the names you just listed off there, there's a long list of players that have come through, a- athletes that have, you know, competed at a high level. It's awesome to hear that you were, you know, part of that and you take pride in from where you're from. Now, I'm curious, you know, hearing about the people you were around. You also mentioned, you know, Michael Vick. You kind of watched him when you were growing up. I'm curious, though, Donovan, who who is one of your favorite players and biggest influences in the sport of football when you were growing up? And that could be it doesn't necessarily have to be an athlete, but who was the biggest influence for you in, in your football journey? Um, I'll probably say, man, honestly, my mom, uh, she works really hard. She worked. Uh, you know, she did everything she could, you know, to uh, put food on our table. And, you know, even like if, if she was going some nights, you know, she'll do everything she could to, to make sure me and my little sister was good with things. And, uh, you know, that inspired me the most. Cause I feel like if she's doing all this, then like, I feel like what I'm doing is like, I can go like harder than this. You know what I mean? And that, that includes school that included, you know, just anything like outside of football, like, and like she, you know, she'll tell me like if you commit to something, you better do it. Make sure you damn do it at one hundred ten percent. And that's the that's the uh, the mindset I have with things, you know. And and uh, and she instilled that in me. And and um, I, and I usually don't talk about I, in some of my other interviews. I really don't talk about this much, but uh, there is one guy that helped me get along, especially that put that that drive in me to uh, to really get to where I'm at today. And his name is Daniel Lucan. He's the head uh, head football coach at. Homefield High School right now, and um, man, he was my quarterback coach at Destran, and uh, you know, the first day I met him, man, he just like, you know, I, I still I still talk to him to this day, like I still talk to him. And I've been we were going on like ten years now, and uh, and um, he's like a big father figure to me, and uh, he, you know, he instilled, you know, that also that hard work and driven, um, that mindset I have today, you know what I mean, and um. And he just wanted me to take everything by 100% and just do it, do the things I needed to do, even beat the odds of me going to, like, a, you know, the, like, the things that they taught me, you know, is I'm overcoming those, like, these little things right now, going to NAI school and potentially going on an NFL roster and everything. Like, uh, it's just, you know, it's just hard work and dedication. That's the things that they taught me growing up. That's so awesome, man. I love that you, you, you referenced your mother as well. I mean, I – I talked to Jerry Stackhouse, former NBA basketball player here on the show a couple weeks back or a couple months back now, and he mentioned uh, his mom as well. It's, it's funny because we all have a story, and, and you know, listen, if, if, if you're blessed to have a mom in your life like a lot of us are, the, typically if you listen to them, they're right. <laughs> the, the moms yeah, no, know what they're talking about. And I, I said the same thing to Jerry. I said, man, like my mom would hate, like, or she's going to love hearing this. I hate saying it, but she was right. And Jerry said the same thing. His mom had some advice, and then you – you obviously mentioned your mother. It's kind of cool to see that, you know, the moms, they typically know what they're talking about, you know? So I'll for those, I'll definitely say this, uh, you know, I was, I, I, and she'll tell you, like, I'm a, I was a little hard headed, you know, at 15, 16. And like, I would not 
not listen to some of the things, but like when you turn, when you get to the age around like your in your twenties and you start to realize some things, you be like, yeah, she was right. Yeah, she, she was right about some things, and like I'm I'm starting to see that. So you know, it makes me more appreciative of her though. Hundred percent, hundred percent, man. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. So you know, Donovan, you go through high school. Um, you know, you're grinding it out and looking at your career. Talk to us about the decision to go to Utah. This is where I like to bring on like guests like yourself to share the journey. Cause not every journey is the same. They're all unique is what I meant to say. Like they're not all the same. Not everybody just gets like, Oh, full ride scholarship to, you know, LSU or to, to Ohio state or wherever it may be. And then just boom, you know, you're going to be there two years and bounce to the NFL. Like every journey is unique and yours is awesome. Like we want to hear more about that. We want to get to know, you know, where you, you went from Utah to, you know, we'll discuss your journey to where you went before. And then you went to Texas Wesleyan. Like, well, let's just discuss that. So talk about the decision to go to Utah all the way from Louisiana. I'm curious about that. If you're on the other side of the country, why on earth would you be heading out here West? I'm in Idaho. It's just like, you know, three or four hours below me. So what's going there? I mean, um, so man, Utah, I fell in love with Utah, man. Like, it was never about like, you know, how close I was to home or, you know, I just wanted to do what was best for me and my family. And uh, yeah, I feel like me, me and my family decided, you know, Utah was the best place to go. Uh, you know, I, I talked to Coach Johnson, Brian Johnson, who I think he's the quarterback coach at Florida now, and uh, and um, Kyle Whittingham, who's still up there, uh, Morgan Scally and all them. Like they, they all recruited me, and man, they when they came to that home visit, man, it was it was nothing but love. And um, you know, I fell in love with the place, and I, I went up there. Uh, Stayed, I registered my first year, and um, I was going to start competing for the job, um, you know, the following year after that. And then, you know, unfortunate events happened. My my house actually burned down with, uh, with my grandpa, my mom, and my sister, and my grandma was all in the same house. And uh, we did not, and then they, like, they almost, like, lost their lives that night, and, uh, and then they lost everything. And uh, my mom wasn't really doing too good after, that, like, you know, after that event. And she wasn't doing well at all with some things. So I decided, you know, to transfer back home. And, you know, it was nothing wrong with Utah. It was not I – I still – I still to say to this day, like, I love Utah. I love the program. I loved everything about it. I just decided to go back home for my family. And uh, and then I transferred to Southeastern Louisiana University in Hammond, Louisiana, um, under Ron Roberts and uh, um, Coach Publish. I think he's the head coach of some D2 in Oklahoma now. And um, and uh, then Matt Barrett came uh after him as an offensive coordinator and you know I, I played a little bit my first year at southeastern and um and then i really didn't play after that uh i really didn't play those next like two years <laughs> you know and i was like wondering like like dang like it's i'm about to graduate i'm about to get my bachelor's in uh mass communications and i'm about to wonder like dang is this it like is this like man of my football career and i was like just thinking to myself and praying i was like man this like this can't be it like i don't think this is it so i asked uh coach roberts uh for my release and um and then i decided i graduated and then i grad transferred to texas wesleyan and um and again like and then just to reiterate like um coach ron roberts who's now the dc at uh baylor great man great head coach and uh you know he helped me get my degree and i'm very grateful for him for that and uh and all the rest of those coaches, you know, I, I pray that they do. They have, uh, you know, very successful to their lives, and um, especially during this time. But uh, I trained, grad transferred to Texas Wesleyan, 
with uh, Coach Perdome, great man, great head coach, and, uh, and Kyle Cox. And, uh, you know, they gave me a shot, man. And uh, and Dwayne Taylor, they all gave me a shot. They believed in what I can do, and um, they helped me get all-conference. Uh, I got all-conference honorable mention my first year, and then and then your boy got hurt. I got hurt. I uh, actually hurt my shoulder and um, my senior my senior senior season, and then uh, I had to rehab it, and then I finally got it back right before I could start training for the NFL again. So, man, that that's pretty much you know my co- collegiate career. <laughs> man, it's pretty much okay. So let's dissect this a little bit, then, man. That's a lot to unpack. So let's see here. Going to Utah, you had to make the difficult decision to head back home after, you know, a life-altering event for your family, which is a really big decision for a young human being to make, you know, especially when you're over there and you're starting to, like, get the feel of things for your football career. Now you got to make a big boy decision, essentially, is what it is. Put your big boy pants on. you got to come back for the family. That's a really cool thing that you did that. I think it's awesome. It probably helped you grow up quite a bit and pretty fast, I'm sure. Um, Just coming back home to help out the fam and just be there around them. Now – Talk to us about the mental struggles. Cause for me, I'm thinking about this, like you're in high school and you're a really good athlete. Obviously you got an opportunity to go over to Utah, which is a pretty solid school in the PAC 12, like one of the top um, year after year. So you get a chance to yeah. go over there for a big school. You're, you're a good quarterback coming out of high school. Obviously you're a big, a big name. That's why people wanted you, but then going to Utah, you know, I have to register. You're going through all the, the process of like, you know, getting used to the system and so forth. And you come over here and you're not really getting any reps. What does that do to the men- mentality of an athlete like yourself that was just so solid, but then you're going on one, two, almost three years of just not getting the reps like you had? Does it? How does it um, affect your confidence, if you will? Uh, it, it kind of went down a little bit. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and be like it was all peaches and cream and saying like everything was gonna be fine. I did get a little discouraged. Uh, but, like, I, I th- at the end of the day, I would talk to my mom and, you know, talk to my friends, you know, who were there for me. And, you know, they would just be like, man, like, you know, just, you know, just keep fighting, man. Just keep working. Just keep perfecting your craft and just keep working on the things you need to work on. And, you know, that's the thing. And I did that. And I only control the things that I can control. And uh, I think that, you know, at the end, it all worked out for me. Yeah. So, I'm going to – I feel like I know I'm going to be playing somewhere. I got a great team around me. Uh, my agent, Rick Keller. Uh, it's doing a really good job with things right now. And, um, and then also, uh, my guy, Jason Spangler is also helping me with some things and, and, um, you know, I got a good team around me. I think that, uh, I think something's going to pop off soon and I'm, I'm blessed. I'm just able to be blessed and I, you know, that I'm able to like continue to work and especially with the guys I've been working with, uh, you know, like if you would have asked me like four years ago, if I was be, if I was going to be working out with Des Bryant. And like you know, helping him and you know him helping me with things like I, I would look at somebody crazy, but you know, I just I just continue to can uh, continue to work hard and and um you know, and everything's just starting to unfold, man. So I'm just I'm just blessed to be able to be, be in this position right now with things. So you mentioned uh, Jason Spangler. It's funny because uh, for those who are listening and who are longtime listeners of the show, last summer I actually had the opportunity to speak with Jason and hear his amazing uh, journey into being a 50-year-old college football player over at Texas Wesleyan, uh, same school that Donovan just finished up at. Talk to us about your experience at Texas Wesleyan, Donovan. It's a, it's a small school, relatively new um, into the football space. And, uh, you know, 
the cool thing about it is, you know, it, it it's given people opportunities to play and it gave you an opportunity to get reps and it gave you an opportunity to play the sport that you love. What was your full on experience at Texas Wesleyan? Oh man, it was amazing, man. I mean, obviously, you know, Texas Wesleyan is a smaller school, but um, I mean the but the energy was there though, you know, like the energy for like, you know, people came out to our games and um they was actually happy to represent our school and everything and and uh it made me feel like like dang, like, you know, some some people really like they they really like loved our school and um everybody was excited and uh you know, I was just I was really be blessed to be a part of a, a school like that, you know, that has school spirit and and um they really was uh they really was like for us and you know, I'll, I'll say to this day, like I, I love Texas Wesleyan. I, I wish like shit, I'm gonna give some money to, to them wherever I wherever I end up at and and uh you know, I really love that school because I, I appreciate everything they've done for me. They helped me uh get my masters, they're helping me get my uh you know, I'm they, they gave me an opportunity to, um, to just uh, just to do good, really good things over there, and um, you know it's it's just a blessing, man, and uh, and I, I just like every, like all the students are good, like just the coaches and and, um, and just outside of just just the, the forward area, like it's a beautiful place to be in, and um, I, I consider this like my second home, so it, it's cool. So let's talk about your intangibles as a as a quarterback right now, like the 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 skill set that you have. You're a bigger frame guy, six foot four. You know, you're strong. You got a cannon. But tell us a little bit more about your your skill set. What do you bring to a team, and what can these uh, professional organizations expect from Donovan Isom when uh, they sign you onto their roster? Outside of just having a cannon, what are like your top three skill sets as a quarterback that you're going to be bringing to the team? Um, for one, it's leadership, man. Uh, I feel like I could really, you know, be a set of example and really like, you know, lead our guys. And and uh, I feel like I can really, you know, just be somebody that just does the right things and um and uh, just, you know, just be there. You know, be just be there if somebody need needs help with something. Uh, I think that's always a good thing to have. You know, and, and um, I'm always like, I'm always like a team guy. You know, I'll do whatever's best for the team. Uh, you know, I'll. Like just be like I I understand that uh the the coaching need help with stuff and um I would just be that guy that you know that's just able to like just to bring something like different to the table you know I'll be you know just try to help out whatever in a, like whatever way I can and um and at the end of the day I just feel like you know you need somebody you know outside of football I feel like you need to. You know, to be there, like, in the committee, like, you need to have other things, like, besides football, I feel like. You need to, like, you need to show your community. I'm sorry. I'm These guys, I, I need to get out of this group message. But anyway, they keep messing my, my head. But anyways, but uh, I feel like you need to, like, it's, I feel like it's more about football, more than football sometimes. I feel like you need to go help out in the community, too. And, um, you know, I could be a guy that, you know, that, that like, that's I'm actually working with a team right now that's helping me, like, create a nonprofit. Um, I'm actually getting organ organ uh organizing it now. I don't, I'm not sure like what we're trying to do, but like we're gonna try to do something out and and uh, this is gonna be it's gonna be able to help the community out. And I feel like we're gonna be able to help the community wherever I'm at. And uh and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a great thing. And um I think that's like that's really good things to have, you know, outside of football. When I spoke with Lee Steinberg, the former Steve Young agent, Troy Aikman agent, Warren Moon agent, he's the current Patrick Mahomes agent like he's Lee Steinberg's known as the super agent, if you will. Talk to him. Yeah. He, mentioned, he he referenced the importance of 
community work. So it's cool that you're already thinking about that now. It's awesome for any teams that want to, you know, check this out and see like, what do you, what do you bring? And obviously we know you got the skill set as far as being able to throw the ball. What else can you bring? And you just mentioned leadership and especially the community engagement. Tell me about a time Donovan in your career so far where you've displayed that leadership, those leadership qualities that you were just referencing. Tell us about a specific time when that, when you were able to display that for your teammates. Um, I mean, really, it's just like, uh, you know, uh, my, when I grew up in high school, when I, when I went to high school, you know, my coaches always said it's about the little things and, uh, like no matter if it's like picking up trash in the locker room or, uh, you know, cleaning the field, like make sure there's no tape on the grounds and stuff. Like I feel like those kind of things, you know, it translates to like, to like to on the field type of actions and, you know, like, I, I would just, like, tell my guys, like, hey, man, like, we can't be leaving this trash on the ground like that. Like, we, you know, we got, we got like, trainers and everything that work their butt off to, like, to make sure that we're good. You know, we got to take care of them. And I feel like, you know, we got to put people besides, like, we got to think about other people stuff instead of us. And I feel like when stuff like that, when people do stuff like that, you know, it, I think it translates to, the, to, like, the bigger picture with things. You know what I mean? You start to take pride and you start, you start to take ownership of, like, your field and you start to take ownership of yourself and your, and the people around you. And then, like, you're going to want to protect those people. And um, I think that's what uh, – I think that's a very, like, good quality to have for things. Yeah, you're talking about that. And I remember I had basketball practice my senior year in high school on a Saturday morning. It was the Saturday after our state football championship game. Our team won it. And our football players were in the locker room that night, left their, their tape – cut off tape all over the locker room the showers were still on so when i got to the to the locker room at like six o'clock in the morning the day after the state championships they probably were in there at midnight it was the most disgusting smell it was humid in there because they just didn't care about the little things like cutting your sweaty tape off and leaving it on the floor and then leaving the showers on so it stays all humid in there that pissed me off so i when you're saying the little things like picking up the tape and doing the small stuff that's important because yeah, that's, it's, it just sticks in my mind. It's funny. You might not ever talk to somebody like me that like remembers that, but that, I remember I almost threw up the second I walked in the locker room because it smells so disgusting. So those little things are a leadership quality and I'm glad you brought that up, man. So Donovan, tell us this in one year from today. I mean, you're putting in the work. That's one thing we've learned from you. You put in the work everywhere you go in one year from today, where should we expect to see you? That, you know, one year, like from right now, I expect to be on a, on a professional roster. Uh, I expect to be on. I expect to be on the NFL roster somewhere and uh, contributing and helping my team win the Super Bowl. I love that, man. We're gonna keep an eye on you now, Donovan. Where can we find you so that we can kind of like? Do you have any social media tags that we can we can check out here? Underscore ice i c e underscore, and then my Twitter is at d underscore ice on twelve. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in the description so everybody can see it. So we can kind of follow you along on the journey. I like when my listeners hear certain things, they'll always ask me like, well, how can I follow that guy? I want to, I want to see what they're up to now. Cause they'll check in with me sometimes and be like, Hey, have you talked to so-and-so that you spoke with last year? Be like, Hey, go check his social media out. So we'll make sure to tag that. I want to ask you one last question, Donovan, you know, uh, if there's one piece of advice that you've learned so far on your, your journey through the football world, that you could pass on to anyone else, especially athletes, coaches, whatever, what would that piece of advice be? You know, I would just always say, man, just make sure when you're working hard, when, you, when you're working out, just make sure you're doing it to your fullest because – or uh, just or whenever you feel like you don't feel like getting up and doing something, make sure you do it because that's going to be one less – that's going to be one day you missed out on. And, 
and uh and then you can't get that day back so i would just always say just make sure you're putting your your 100 effort into it and uh and you know just go and just 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 go full going and just you know make sure you're doing the right things eating right and uh doing all the things that's necessary for you to achieve that next level awesome man i appreciate the insight um and i appreciate you joining us and for anybody who's listening, we apologize for any technical difficulties. We'll, we'll try to make sure that it's uh, smoother when I edit this uh, footage out, that it's smooth. But we appreciate you joining us, Donovan, and sharing your story. And we're rooting for you moving forward. We really appreciate you, man. And uh, for all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, that you guys tune in, leave me a review, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Take care. Thank you for having me on, man. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.